I want to get right into the scripture this morning and show you some things and read some things to you right quick. But here in the third verse, he told him, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Listen what Nicodemus said. How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter in the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Listen, friend, we must be born again. Turn your Bibles to Revelations chapter 20. Revelations chapter 20. And we're going to break in at the 11th verse. John wrote this down from the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that had been revealed to him. In the 11th verse, the Bible says, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heavens fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. The sea gave up the dead which were in it. Death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Notice verse 15. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Look at the eighth verse in the next chapter. Chapter 21. But the fearful, the unbelieving, the abominable, which means unclean or unpleasant, the murderers, the whoremongers, the sorcerers, and the idolaters, that means those that worship idols, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now look at verse 27. And there shall in no wise... Enter in it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie. We're talking about heaven now. But they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. I hope that you're seeing the picture this morning. You must be born again. We see in this chapter that John is describing the last judgment, the great white throne judgment, those that have rejected the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, it tells us about those that have never been born again. And those that are waiting in hell now are going to stand before that great white throne judgment on that day to give an account of their works. Proverbs 16, 25 says, There's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the ways thereof are the ways of death. We all think we've got it figured out. But God spoke to me under the tent this week 
and give me the title of this message. I don't know if I heard a phrase or somebody say it one time, but I want to tell you this morning, eternity is too long to be wrong. Eternity is too long to be wrong. You need to know this morning that you're born again. You need to know beyond a shadow of a doubt before you leave this building that if you were to die today, heaven is your home. It ain't a think so, maybe so, I hope so. It's a no so this morning. I know that I'm on my way to heaven. Why do I know that? Because of the cross of Calvary. I've been to Calvary. Hey, I've been to Calvary and had my sins washed by the blood of the lamb. I came to him with a dirty robe. He took that robe and washed it in his royal blood. It came out white as snow and put it up on my heart and made a difference in my life, amen. I'm not what I used to be, but I'm not what I'm going to be yet. <laughs> uh, I ain't working my way through. I'm glad that heaven's mine, amen. There ain't nothing I can do to earn heaven but to come down and trust a holy God that give his son for me. Can I hear from you this morning? But I'm telling you, eternity will be too long for you to live a life thinking I know thinking I'll go, maybe I'm right. I thought I confessed one time there's gonna be a lot of people go to hell off a church pew. Can I hear from you this morning? There's a lot of people sitting on church pews this morning that ain't never been born again. They may have taught a Sunday school class. They may have been a singer. They may even claim to be a preacher, but they ain't never been born again. I want you to listen to me this morning. You better search your heart. You better know that the Lord is living within your heart. Whether you're here or watching online, I'm gonna tell you, ye must be born again, amen. We're not gonna go to heaven without the blood. How do you know that? Well, the first thing I wanna talk about is good morals. Everybody says, well, I'm a pretty good old guy. But I'm gonna tell you, good morals won't work. Good morals won't get you there. Come on, church, I need to hear from you this morning. Your good deeds ain't gonna earn you heaven. You can be good all you want to and you'll end up in hell without the blood of Jesus Christ. I don't like to hear about hell. I don't like to hear about the preacher quoting hell. I tell you what, Jesus preached more on hell than he did heaven. Why? Because he didn't want people to go to that awful place. That's why he preached on it. That's why he talked about it. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. It ain't Buddha, Allah, any other God they claim. It's Jesus Christ, him first, him in the middle, and him last, amen. It'll be no other. He is the only way. I'm glad that his word will stand. The, the flowers withers and the grass fadeth or whatever. I'm gonna tell you what happens. His Bible says that his word will stand forever. That's what your Bible says if you'll read it. The flower fadeth. We'll see the seasons pass. The roses are blooming right now and how beautiful they are. I thought about my wife. She went out there and trimmed all them roses off, plumbed down till they's almost cut to the ground. Go out there and look at them now. They're all in bloom. They're beautiful and they're beautiful to look at. Sometimes you gotta be cut down to get beautiful, amen. Sometimes you gotta have the bark knocked off of you to, to spring for the Lord. Our problem is, is we think so, we hope so, maybe so. You better know that you're born again, amen. And your good morals are not gonna get you there. 
in 1 John 2, 15 through 17. He said, love not the world, neither the things of the world. Listen, if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye and the pride of life. It's not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away and the lust thereof. But they that doeth the will of God shall abide forever. That's what the Bible says. It ain't my quote. It ain't my words. It's what thus saith the word of God. The Bible goes on and tells us over in James chapter 4, verse 17. Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and do it not to him, it is sin. Your morals ain't going to get you nowhere. Well, I'm good to my neighbor. I give to the church. I go every Sunday. I sit on the pew. I amen the preacher. I give him my tithes, and I'm doing all this. But let me ask you something. Have there ever been a time that you can remember that Jesus knocked on your heart and you said, yes, Lord, come in and be my Savior? You say, I can't remember the date. It don't matter about the date, but you can remember a time, amen, that the Lord changed your life. Amen. I can remember it. I ain't forgot the date. I ain't forgot the day. I, I ain't hardly forgot the day, the time and the minute it happened. I'll never forget February the 1st, 1981. I was sitting on the back seat of a church. The preacher preaching hell so hot that I thought my britches was on fire. It was about 8 o'clock at night, and I had rode a bicycle down there, me and my brother, and got under old-timey conviction, power of God. And when he said, won't you come, I got up and went. Amen. Why? Because I wanted to difference in my life and guess what when I was sitting back there and the Holy Spirit knocked and I thought my mind I'm going the minute I flinched I believe God saved me just like that but I went ahead and took the walk because <laughs> those that are truly born again won't be ashamed to confess and I walked up and I knelt down on that altar. I don't know what I prayed. It's hard to tell what I said to the Lord. It didn't make no difference. I didn't confess every sin I had. I said, Lord, here I am, a sinner. Save me. And you know what the Lord did? said, wait a minute, I'll think about it. You've been a pretty rough old boy. I ought to think about it. No, the Lord looked right at me and took me in his arms and said, welcome home, amen, and save me and change my life forever. Eternity will be too long for you to be wrong. When we was under the tent Friday night, Brother Ralph pricked my heart with a message God gave him. And he was talking about hell that night as well. He's talking about that bottomless pit and being cast into that bottomless pit. Think about for all eternity falling. All eternity twisting and falling and pitching and you'd love to get a hold of something and stop for just a minute but everything's twirling and going on and you don't know what to do if you could just stop for a minute that would be hell enough falling and falling and falling what got me here I thought I was a good moral person without the blood of Jesus Christ you'll never see this place called heaven it's not by morals that'll get you to heaven. Ephesians 2, 8, the Bible says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and it's not of yourself. It's a gift of God. 
Can I report to you this morning, you can't be saved anytime you want to. You didn't get out of your bed this morning and decide to come to church and say, I'm going to get saved today. Without the wooing and drawing of the Holy Spirit of God, you cannot be saved this morning. But he said, it's not his will that any should perish, but that all should come under repentance. When the sweet Holy Spirit is moving in this place like it is today, I'd start paying attention, amen. I'd start waiting for God to start knocking, amen. And it's his good pleasure to save you today. He wants to save you if you'll heed to him. Your morals will not get you there. It's not going to work. I'll tell you what else ain't going to work. Your good deeds ain't going to work. Well, I thought for sure all this stuff I was doing, that I heard somebody said if I honored my father and mother, that that'd be good enough. I'm going to tell you that ain't good enough. Well, if I, if I do good in school, make good grades and, and, and be good to people, that'll be good. That ain't good enough. If I don't cuss and I don't drink and I don't smoke and, and I don't dope and I don't do all these things, surely that'll be good. That won't be good enough. Well, how can we ever be good enough? That's why Jesus stepped off the royal throne because he knows you wouldn't be good enough. And he said, I'll be good enough. I'm gonna go and I'll be the good one. I know what I'll do. I'll take on Terry's sin. I'll take on Aaron's sin. And I'll take on Mark's sin. I'm gonna take on everybody's sin because they're not good enough. I'll be the one to pay the price. He took every lie I ever told, every deceit I ever had, every bad thought I've ever done, anything that I'd never want anybody to know, he took it to the cross of Calvary and nailed it there and took care of it. Now, all I have to do is have faith to believe that God raised his son from the dead. I've got to believe and confess that with my mouth not by my good morals, not by my good deeds, but what he did on the cross of Calvary. And he said, thou, you will be saved. That's what he said. He's the sacrifice today. It's not your good deeds that'll get you there. In Romans 3.10, he said, as it is written, there's none righteous. No, not one. I thought I was a pretty good old boy. You may be, but pretty good old boys go to hell every day. Pretty good women go to hell every day. Grandmothers and grandfathers go to hell every day. Mommies and daddies and brothers and sisters go to hell every day. We don't like to hear that. It's the truth. You know how I know it's the truth? Because every funeral I go to, everybody's saved. Somebody is telling a lie. I would like to see one time a preacher get up and say, don't go the way this guy went. You better trust the Lord. And we try to be compassionate. We try to be there for the family. They're broken because those that are truly born again know that Uncle Bill wasn't ready to meet God. But I'm going to tell you something. Uncle Bill had an opportunity. Why? Because God promised it. He said it wasn't his will that any 
should perish. There's not a soul sitting in these seats today that he didn't go to that cross and pay the price for. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you've said or what you've thought. He took you to the cross and took care of it. All you have to do is come and believe today and confess, and he'll save you just like that. Ephesians 2, 9 says, Not of works, lest any man should boast. If it was by works, we could smote ourselves on the chest and say, we're doing something. We're doing this thing on our own. We're working our way through. Man, I'm really doing something. But it's not by works because we would boast. We would think we were something. Do you all realize there's no big eyes or little U's? It's all level at the foot of the cross. Guess what? When judgment day comes, stand up, brothers. Come here a minute. Here's where it's, where it's going to be in judgment. Brother Greg, come here, brother. You ain't getting out of it neither. Now look, here we stand. Bo's a little taller than me, and we're all about the same level, I think. But we're all standing level at the foot of the cross. When we stand there one day, it won't matter that I've been a pastor. It won't matter about my title. I'll answer for me. I won't answer for him or him. And guess what? When that time comes, me and Bo will step out of the way. Brother Greg will answer for himself and not another. Then when his time comes, we'll step out of the way and he'll answer for himself. That's the way it'll be. Amen. It won't be because you, you held a great position or I was a pastor or you had a great job and y'all had lots of money. It won't be about none of that. It'll, about, it'll be about you and him. It'll be about the blood of Jesus Christ upon your heart is what it'll be about. When God looks at you, he better see his son's blood. When he don't see the blood, he'll say, depart from me, ye worker of iniquity. I never knew you. But I went to church. Lord, I went to church. Surely my name is in that book. And he may even give you the grace to flip the pages. I'm sorry. I don't see your name written in this book. Eternity is too long for you to guess at this thing or to hope at this thing. You need to know today that you're born again. Have you been playing church? Have you been playing church? Lord, if anybody knew I wasn't saved, they'd laugh at me. They, they think I'm born again. I've been going to church 30 years. Surely I don't have to confess, Lord. You don't confess here. You'll confess there. But it'll be too late on that day. Can I hear from you, church? The Bible says, for the wages of sin, is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. You don't have to die because of the wages that you have earned for the devil. You can let the Lord have every bit of it. He's done paid it. You're done paid in full. All you have to do is accept this morning. But we serve such a gentleman, God, a perfect God, that he's not going to twist your arm behind your back and say, you're going to serve me. He's given us all free will to live for him. 
You can go out here and do anything you want to do. That doesn't mean you're born again. Because I believe those that have truly been born again will live for God. will walk with God. will honor God. will walk upright for God with their chin up and their head up, looking up, looking unto Him, the author and the finisher of their faith. They won't be ashamed. They'll rightly divide. They'll not... Uh, uh, Stay out of the house of God. They'll want to be a witness for the Lord. They want to talk to people. They want to be around Christian people. They don't want to be around the things of the world. Now, I'm not talking about new Christians. New Christians fail. But I got good news for you. Old Christians fail too. The good part is I, I just had a class here a couple weeks ago talking about altar training. A lot of people come and they fail God terribly and they feel lower than the snake's belly. I'll put it in just hillbilly terms. I failed God so bad. He's thrown me out. I can't even feel God. You know why? Because sin is a separator. I talked about that a couple weeks ago. It drives a wedge between you and God. Your wicked deeds and the way you're living, yeah, that's why you can't feel God like you used to feel because your mouth's got dirty, your life's got dirty, the ways that you're living is dirty, and it drives a wedge between you and God. But guess what God's done? He's still right where he's always been. He's just waiting for you to clean up. I can't stand being around nobody who won't take a bath. You get within three feet of them, brother, you know what I'm talking about. You're like, whoa. You think the Holy Spirit's like that? I'd say he's the same way. He's like, hey, you need to, you need to take a bath. <laughs> first John, in verse 9 of that, of that first chapter, he said, I write unto thee, little children, that if thou sin, have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous, who is faithful and just to forgive you your sins and to wash you, Clean you up, amen, from all unrighteousness. That's what the book says. I found that to be true. So when we get dirty, ask Christians, here's where it's at. Come on down to the bathhouse. He'll clean you up, amen. He'll clean you up. But the devil don't want you to get clean. He wants you to stay in your sins. He wants you to stay where you're at. He wants you that ain't truly born again to keep on guessing and keep on hoping, thinking your good morals and your good deeds are going to get you there. But I'm telling you this morning, you're going to find yourself in want when judgment comes. John 14, 6, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man cometh unto the Father except through and by me. So it's not by your morals and it's not by your deeds. It's through and by the blood of Jesus Christ is the only way that we're going to get there. And the last thing I want to tell you today before I close, what won't work is good intentions. I meant to. I really meant to. Lord, I really meant to live a holy life. Lord, I, I really meant to be more of a witness. I really meant to be more committed. Lord, I, I really meant to show my neighbor love. 
I really meant to honor my mother and my father. I really meant to back the preacher. I really meant to do all these things. Lord, I really meant to get right. Kitchen member, Lord, I went to church all that time. I sung in the choir. I, 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 I helped in vacation Bible school. I really meant to try to be a better person. And the Lord will look right at you. He said, depart from me. I never knew you. Won't that be sad? Eternity is too long to guess at this thing. Today you can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're ready to meet God. Jeremiah said it like this in chapter 4 and 22. For my people are foolish. They have not known me. They are Scottish children. And they have none, none understanding. They are wise to the devil, but to do good, they have no knowledge. We're wise to the ways of the devil. It's easy. I don't know about you all, but I find it easy to sin. I find it easy to get upset. I find it easy to chew someone out. Not a problem. Bam, just like within a split second, I can go from zero to a hundred. Just like, I don't know if that's a man thing or what. Especially if you bother my family. I'll go to a thousand just like that. And any man should. But are we showing the love of God? Does it really matter what we do? I promise you it matters. I said it a while back that we all touch at least 10 people every day of our lives. We're a witness to 10 people every day. What kind of light are you shining to these people? Look at me. Do whatever you want to do. It don't matter. It's okay. I'm saved, but I live like a junkyard dog. It's okay. You know what you've done? You've brought a reproach into the grace of God and to His holiness. This is sacred ground where we stand. And in not just this pulpit area, but we are representatives of the King of kings and Lord of lords. And we're showing the world if you want to know about eternity, watch my life. I'll show you the way. If your children are having problems understanding how to live for God, you should be able to look at your daughter. You ought to be able to look at your son and say, Honey, watch daddy's life and I'll show you how to live for God. Quiet in here. Trust me, I had to live this before I give it to you. And I have to look at my life and say, am I being the representative that my daughter needs? Have I walked with God close enough that it would make her want to walk with God? Have you ever been around somebody that walks so close to God that you want to be around them? You're like, man, they encourage my life. I love being around them. But there's those others that you're just like, I do not want to be around that. They bring me down. We are a representative of God. 
We are his sheep of his pasture. And I feel all a hell right now fighting me and not wanting you to hear this. If I had a megaphone and I could shout it from the rooftops, hell is enlarging its borders, making room for people that are rejecting the blood of Jesus Christ. People that are playing church. People that believe that God's not coming anytime soon. That he's not going to send his son. But I'm going to tell you in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, he's going to call for the church. And where are you going to be when that time comes? It won't be your good morals, your good deeds, or your good intentions that will earn you favor with God and merit to get into heaven. Only one thing will matter when you get there. When you get there, this better be upon you. When you stand before God, this better be what it looks like. Because he ain't looking for nothing else but the blood. <laughs> nothing is he looking for except the blood is what he's looking for. You think about the price that he's paid. You all that have children in here, sons in here, could you give your son for me? Could you let him die upon a cross for me? Could you let him go through all the suffering, the pain, and the agony for me? No, you couldn't. I wouldn't give my daughter for, for one of you all, and I love every one of you guys, but I love my daughter. It's hard to understand, Brother Aaron, the love of God. But the love of God has been shed abroad to every single one of us that it's a free gift, a free covering that the devil can't get off. For 41 years, he's been digging at this blood. And every time he starts digging after it, his fingers get burnt. Amen? Because it's holy. It's royal blood. It's stained my soul. It's on my heart. You can't take it off. Amen? You can't take it out of my heart. And that makes a devil mad. Praise God. But you can know today. You can know before you enter eternity if you're ready or not. Because without the shedding of blood, the Bible says there's no remission for sin. We will stand naked before God in our sins and will be rejected. And he'll say, depart from me. He loves you now. There's mercy now. And those that are watching by the way of internet, he loves you right where you're at. Don't he, church? He can save them right where they're at, can he? He wants to save them right now, just like he wants to save you that's here right now. There's probably somebody watching by uh, the internet right now been playing church all their life that ain't never been saved. Go to church every Sunday probably teach Sunday school classes, probably lead singing and everything else. Ain't never been born again. Maybe you're one of those people. Maybe you say, I don't want nobody to know that I, that I ain't never been saved. I'm just going to keep on playing. If you keep on playing, it's going to catch up with you. You say, that's awful tough this morning. I'm going to tell you what, I've wallered to bed for two solid days asking God to let me out of this. But I'm telling you what he told me to tell you. You better get right. Eternity's too long to be wrong. 